Let's join our hearts together in prayer. Holy Spirit of God, be at work in our hearts and lives now as we give ear to Your Word, as we listen to the message of Jesus, the hope, the life that we have in Him. Fill us up uh, in Jesus. And O Holy Spirit, guide us in lives of ever greater fruitfulness to the glory, to the glory of God, and to the good of those around us. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. This morning and uh, also then next Sunday morning, we're going to be looking at uh, this, uh, not story, this, this metaphor, this picture of what the kingdom of God is like as Jesus talks about uh, the vine and the branches and the, the vine dressers, the Father, Jesus is the vine, we're the branches. We're going to be looking at that over these, um, uh, this week and next. And today especially, I, we're going to look at, at what it means to be pruned by God. Uh, when you think about being pruned by God, Jesus says the branches that are fruitful, He's going to prune. How do you think of that? How do you picture that? What does it mean to be uh, pruned when God says yes to pruning? We're going to look at that as we uh, consider this passage. And, and we'll think today about the God of the great green thumb. Uh, do you like to garden? Are you a gardener? Uh, this is the, hey, if you want to help with a garden, we've got some help out at the community garden. We have a couple of them. I'd be glad to have you help. Uh, do you like the garden? Uh, this is the time of year people are starting to rake and uh, uh, till things, plant things, fertilize, and, and maybe do some pruning. Uh, we think about different uh, anthropomorphisms of God. We talk about God's eye is on us. It's not like there's a great big eye of God that's right on us, but we talk about the eye of the Lord is with us, or we might say God's hand is with us. Today what we want to celebrate is that, that God has a tremendous green thumb, and one of the great things, and it is a great thing that He does, and that is that He says yes to pruning His people, you and me, that we might have greater fruitfulness. Uh, in, in our lesson, Jesus said, he said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Uh, he said, I am the true vine. Jeremiah had said that Israel was a false vine. In the Old Testament, Israel had wandered away from God, had been disobedient to God, and Jeremiah accused them of being a false vine, a wandering vine. Jesus says, I'm not like that. I am the true Israel. I am the true vine. And he fulfilled all of God's will, all of God's commandment. Uh, he was obedient to the Heavenly Father even unto death, that he is the true vine, uh, and the Father is the vine dresser. Jesus came to be our Savior. Savior. He connects us to Him. It's this picture of the kingdom. I mean, it's a picture that makes a lot of sense. You have the vine, and the branches are in, and, and the branches get, get strength and sap and nutrients. Uh, it's a very clear picture for us what it means to be part of the kingdom, that you and I are connected to Jesus. We believe in Him. We trust in Him. And He fills us up with every good thing that we might be fruitful. Now, as we look at this passage, you know this about reading the Scripture, you should always pay attention when words get repeated. 
Uh, every word in the Bible is important, but especially when you're reading through a, a, a section and you see the same word repeated a few times or a couple of times, you ought to pay attention to that. And we have an example of that in the lesson today. You know, time and time again, Jesus is talking about remaining and staying. Uh, here's what it says. It says, uh, uh, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If, ever, if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Did we come out even on those? I, I counted a couple of times, just to make sure I had enough abides. This is, this is a word that we should just stop and think about. Jesus is saying, abide, stay, remain. And as you think about the word abide, I don't want you to think about uh, a command. It's not like Jesus is talking to a dog. Sit, stay, don't move. This is an invitation. Jesus is inviting you and me to remain with Him, to stay in Him, uh, uh, to be with Him. And as we remain and abide in Him, He gives us life. He gives us that more abundantly. And as part of this, we'll see another idea or concept that gets uh, repeated a few times. As we abide in Him, He says there is great fruitfulness. Here's what he says. He says, whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. Uh, A couple of times he speaks about being fruitful in this passage. He even says uh, much fruit. People talk about God's will for them in their life. You've probably asked yourself, what does God want? What's God's will for me in my life? It's really in this passage that we can be clear about God's will for us. Here's what God wants. He wants us to stay in Jesus that we might be fruitful. Uh, Anything else is window dressing, you know, accomplishments, achievements, and all of those kinds of things. This is what God wants for you and for me, that we would be in Jesus, believe in Him, have life in Him, and be filled with great fruitfulness. Things like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. That's God's will. That's God's desire for you and for me in our lives. Abide fruitful. And in the midst of that story or picture, that metaphor, Jesus talks about pruning. Uh, He said, uh, whatever branch that bears fruit, uh, God will prune it. When you think about being pruned by God, how do you picture that? How do you understand being pruned by God? Do you feel, you know, like a little pair of snippers and they snip something off and uh, and do you, do you think of that in terms of pain? I think a lot of times people, uh, we, get, we turn this in an, into an anthropomorphism that we think about, well, if I were a branch and got cut, that would hurt. And so when we think about God pruning us, I think often we, we really think about our pain points. Do you have a pain point where you're suffering, where you're hurting, where uh, uh, something has been taken away from you? And do you think of that as being pruned by God? And you say, uh, it's not just little snippers he used on me. He used some shears. 
Uh, when I think about being pruned by God, I think He's chopped me good. Or, or maybe you're in so much pain, you say, I think He took a hedge trimmer to me. <laughs> when you think about being pruned by God for more fruitfulness, do you think in terms of pain and suffering? I mean, we do have pain and suffering. Uh, we have problems in life, and many of those things hurt. Uh, some of those have nothing to do with God. Some of those are just, well, that's how life is, and these things happen. Some of the pain and suffering we have, if we would be very honest, would be our own fault. We've brought trouble upon ourselves. And in fact, there are times that, that God disciplines. He doesn't punish His people. The punishment has been taken away. There are times that God disciplines us, and that may be a, a difficult or a painful or troubling time. But none of those things are what Jesus is talking about when He talks about pruning. When you think about pruning, you shouldn't think about suffering or having God, in that sense, take something away from you, and now it hurts like a, it would hurt if you got cut with some pruning shears. Uh, it's not as clear as the other passages that we looked at where there were some duplications of words, but Jesus uses still another word twice. And it's not at all clear in most translations, this is uh, the translation we use, this is the ESV, where Jesus says, uh, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Most translations have that. It says prune and then clean. But actually Jesus is using the same word twice. And the message, I don't know if you like the message version of the Bible, but the message actually has it more literally accurate than the other translations. Here's what the message says. It says, and every branch that is grape-bearing, he prunes back, so it will bear even more. You are already pruned back. A lot of other translations have cleaned, as if it's a different word, but he's using the same word twice. He says, you are already pruned back, look at what it says, by the message I have spoken. As you think about God pruning your life, I don't want you to think about those times of pain or suffering as if that's God pruning, taking something away from you. What I want you to see is that the Word is the pruner. That, that God prunes us not by cutting or hurting us, but He prunes us, He cleans us, He shapes us like you would a, a bush through the Word. That's what Jesus said. He said, you are already pruned back by the message I have spoken. The Word serves as what God uses to prune us. Uh, one of the things that, that pruning does is it removes fruitlessness. And that's what the Word does. Uh, God's Word takes away from us, it instructs us about what's fruitless, and it helps us to to get rid of that. Uh, Paul wrote this in Ephesians 5. He said, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. Let me give you some examples about how the Word of God prunes things. There is no gain in worrying. Worrying will not help you. Worrying will not move things down the, the field. Worrying is of no help. And so God's Word prunes us. Jesus says, so don't worry, <laughs> saying, well, you eat or what do you drink or what do you wear? He says, pagans run after those things. I'll give you another example. Materialism. 
There's no gain in materialism. Uh, you know, what, uh, it says, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world? Uh, there's, there's no advantage, there's no long-term fruitfulness in living a life filled with materialism. And so God's Word prunes us. Jesus says, uh, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world yet loses his soul? Let me give you another example. There's no gain in retribution. There's no gain in resentment. There's no gain in holding grudges. And so God prunes that out of our lives. It's fruitless. He prunes it out of our lives through His Word, where He says, I will repay, says the Lord. Vengeance is mine. Let me take care of it. I want you to see today that the Word of God is what He uses to prune us. Uh, he removes fruitlessness from us, those things that aren't of any gain, and then highlights for us what is fruitful. Uh, when he prunes us, that reserves resources for fruitfulness. I mean, that's why you prune something. You take off the stuff that isn't producing, so the stuff that is there can be even more fruitful. And again, that's what the Word does. It, it guides us into those ways and into those things that are even more fruitful. Here's what Paul wrote. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 6. He said, all things are lawful for me. That was kind of a saying that they had. He says, you know, everything is legal. He said, but not all things are helpful. He said, all things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Not everything is fruitful for us. And, and the Word guides us into those areas that are fruitful, again, as it shapes us. Uh, for instance, I'll give you a for instance, uh, one of the ways that, that God is at work pruning us for greater fruitfulness is He then teaches us to pray. First away, He takes away worry. There's no gain in that. And instead of that, pray. He says, ask, it'll be given you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Uh, it shapes us. The Word shapes us. Uh, words about giving. Instead of being all caught up in having and materialism, uh, it shapes us to be givers. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Uh, it says, uh, give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, poured over, spilling over. God's Word guides us and shapes us. Instead of bearing grudges, He calls us to forgive. There's fruitfulness in forgiving. Uh, to give up the grudge to quit holding things against somebody, and to extend forgiveness that as we've been forgiven, that we would forgive another. The whole first letter of John, John, uh, his little letter that we've been reading, uh, is, is God's Word pruning us, shaping us, that we would love. As we've been loved, that we might love one another. This morning, I want you to think differently. I want you to think better. I want you to think biblically about what it means when God says yes to pruning. It's not all those pain points in our lives, but rather it's God's Word at work in our lives. Pruning is about the power of the Word, not pain or punishment. I mean, we do have pain. We do have difficulties and can learn from that. But pruning is God at work through His Word taking away what is fruitless that we might be more fruitful. Look at what Paul wrote. This is from 2 Timothy. He says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable. Can we say fruitful? Fruitful for teaching, for reproof, for correcting, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped, fruitful, for every good work. We're celebrating Easter, 
And we celebrate Easter, God has says yes. Uh, God has said, has said yes to the forgiveness of all of our sins. They've all been taken away. He said yes to a death being swallowed up. He said yes to Satan being bound. And today we celebrate. We celebrate that God has a green thumb. And that he says yes to pruning you and me. Pruning us through his word. That we might be ever more fruitful. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. To his glory and to the good of those around us. Amen.